Hey, it's Bridget and Liz, and you're listening to Dude, Dude, Guess What? Hi, guys. It's the new year. It is the new year. Look at us. We made it. I know. And I feel like we're already doing pretty good on our goal. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. Yeah, I know. Right. Right. We're doing good. Yeah. We uh, talked about how kind of like the last two months of the year, we kind of were sporadic in our recordings, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, in we recorded a podcast with our cousin, Mark, and it's not like we're trying to be famous with this thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. we're just having a good time. We're just having a good time. And it's the new year and here we are and we have big goals, big plans. And one of those plans is to be consistent. Yeah. Well, so. we we were really consistent up until like the last two months and Christmas and the holidays and just gets crazy. Yeah, I know. Life life's crazy though, dude. Like I think people understand that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Liz, tell yeah. us about your week. Dude, my week was fun because I was in Tulsa with Bridge and Anthony and the boys and Ryan and Robbie. It was a fun weekend. We got there Thursday night and left Monday evening and it was kind of like crazy because we missed all this snow that happened in Utah and Sunday morning we got a text from Delta saying our flight was probably going to be impacted um from the snow because it was like so wild here apparently because y'all got like what was it like a foot of snow in like 12 hours yeah anyway but luckily we were to come home but on the way coming home there was a tornado warning or whatever watch warning was it called tornado watch. yeah tornado watch yeah so I was like oh my gosh like we're not gonna get out of here but like I would have been fine staying in Tulsa just Ryan had to come back and get to work so yeah yeah we did a lot of fun things we ate a lot of good food so much food dude yeah I came home and I was like my does my body know what a vegetable is anymore Dude, that's why I'm like really into wanting to do the her greens. Yeah. Yeah. We both got um the I'm sure y'all some of you have heard of this. It's like the mix hers and they do all these like specialty like mix-ins for your drinks, like water. So I got the her greens and the her digest, which is a brand new one for them. It's like a probiotic, so it's supposed to help your tummy. So <laughs> I'm hoping it helps. I'm sure the her greens helps your tummy too. Yeah. I mean, I had them. When was that? 2020 it must've been 2020. And I, I really liked them. Yeah. I, um, I just am not like good at eating veggies, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't know. It's so I'm just like, it's just something that I want to do. That's like one of my thing. like one of my goals this year is to eat more veggies and stuff. And, have a cleaner diet. I don't know. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, this weekend, I feel like we ate. And I, when I say we, I mean everybody else. I still ate, but like, I can't really eat. So you like, we'll have like a bite of something. Yeah. I'm on medication. I don't know yeah. if anybody, if I've even talked about it, but you did. Oh, I did. Yeah. I just, I'm on medication. So it doesn't make me want to eat. It's for weight loss. And mm-hmm. I'm losing weight, which is great, but but you also like will have like a bite of food and then like feel sick. Yeah. So um, but it was you guys ate, you know, pretty good stuff. And yeah, we good stuff. We had we ate at oh my gosh, what was that place called? Torchies, which um they have been talking about torchies forever and how good it is. And so, you know, sometimes when somebody like talks up a thing, you're like, is this really gonna be good? And guys, it lived up to the hype. So if you're ever in an area, actually, my friends told me that the closest torchies is in Denver. So if you guys are up for a drive, go to Denver. Yeah, I know there is one in Arizona or there's a couple in Arizona. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but then they're in Texas and I think there's two in Oklahoma. I want to there might be one in Oklahoma City, but I'm not positive on that. But it was fun. It was we did a lot of games. Mm-hmm. everybody that plays like 
game, try and get cover your assets. That's like I get I get addicted to games. And so I'm like, let's play this again and again and again. Yep. So we played cover your assets like probably five times in a span of one and a half days. Yeah, it was fun. And then we like for New Year's Eve, we just got a bunch of food that we or sorry, a bunch of appetizers from Cheesecake Factory. And then we stayed up playing games. We had a dance party with Austin. That was so cute, dude. He won. Austin was like, oh, this is the cutest thing. Is like after dinner, we were sitting around. We started playing games. And Austin goes, is the party starting now? Yeah, because we told yeah, we told him it was New Year's Eve. And anyways, cute. But he uh, wanted to have a dance party. And then um, we, what else did we do? Oh, we played games and then we stayed up to watch like the, the New York ball drop. Yeah. And so and then we went to sleep, which is 11 our time. Mm-hmm. So, so it was good. It was fun. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun to have Liz and her family here and trying to still convince her to move out here. But <laughs> no dice. I know. I know. Tell us what else happened last week, May. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so stupid. <laughs> Just tell. It's funny. It's so funny, dude. Okay. So Anthony and I have always wanted a dog. Well, I guess I shouldn't say like we have always. We've wanted to get one for our boys. We've always wanted to get a dog since June of this of 2022. <laughs> Well, no, we've always just talked about, we, we actually had talked about it last year too, like not in 2022, but 2021. Mm -hmm. And, um, just because like Anthony has read that it, you know, having a dog like helps decrease like anxiety and depression in kids and Austin's like very high energy. And so like having a dog, he'd kind of be able to have like a little pal to play with, even though it's not a human, like, you know what I mean? Like you're just, I don't know. Anyway, and so um, we found a dog and we got the dog. And so we found we found it was a, a mini golden doodle and super cute dog. And they were selling it for a certain amount. And mm-hmm. we were like, OK, that works like blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so then we go, Anthony gets the dog and he brings it home. Like we get all of this stuff for it. And I'm over here texting one of my friends who also has do- has a dog and asking her like all these questions about like, what's the best this and what do you do with this? And and so the thing, though, too, is like we did buy the dog like very last minute. Like it was like a like a rush buy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um. Just because the uh, the mini golden doodle, the one that was here in Oklahoma, um, it was like marked down a little bit just because they had been trying to sell it. And it was only nine weeks old. But um, anyway, so and they're a breeder. And anyway, we get the dog and we bring the dog home. The dog is so cute and the boys love the dog. And within 30 minutes of having the dog, I realized that I am not a dog person. (laughs) And I'm like calling and texting Bridget about something for the podcast. And she's like, not responding, not responding. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And so finally she, she texts me and she's like, just text me. I don't even want to call. And you know that like Bridget's like stressed out of her mind when she would rather text than have a phone call. That's true. That is true, dude. I know. I didn't even think about that, but I, well, yeah, because Liz kept texting me and I didn't answer, which isn't like a big surprise, right? Because mm-hmm. the really answer, but she tried to call me several times and I didn't answer. And I was like, just text me. Like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I didn't answer. And I was just so stressed out, but the dog, it was very cute. And I loved that. My boys loved the dog. It's just, it ends up falling on me, right, to do everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I, like, realized that until the dog came to our house. And I was like, and this is the other thing, too. I think we were a little bit underprepared, you know, mm-hmm. just because, like, we weren't able to get all of the things that we needed for the dog. And so it was, it was like, a rushed experience. Yeah. And it was like, what are we going to do? Like, 
And the dog peed on the tile like three different times. And if anybody knows me. You're a germaphobe. I'm a germaphobe and like a very clean person. So that stresses me. Not having it. Yeah. It stresses me out. And um, basically we tried to sell it. We we contacted the breeder and we were like, hey, um, do you do any refunds? Like. We have this dog and we, you know, clearly it's not going to be a good fit for our family and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll try and, you know, rehome it or whatever. So I posted on Facebook in our neighborhood page. I was like, hey, I'm selling this dog, like blah, blah, blah. Has this included? We're willing to mark off 300 off of what we bought it for. Anyway, it was like this whole huge thing. This other lady that was super nice in our neighborhood, she like posted about it. And then since she posted about it, somebody on their page, because she po- I hadn't put that the breeder wouldn't take the dog back, but she asked me about it. And I said, yes, they're not. They're not willing to give a refund or take. I said they will rehome the dog mm-hmm. and we'll get a refund then. But mm-hmm. until they rehome it, we won't. So she put that on there and then I get a call from the owner and he's like, hey, um, from the seller. seller. Oh, sorry. No, the breeder. Yeah. The seller. I I got a call from them and they were like, hey, so uh, you posted something on social media. And I was like, yes. And he was like, that's not how we do things. No, that's not how we do things. Nah, like he was like, nah, that's not how we do things. And I was like, okay, well, the thing is, is like he was kind of getting snippy at me. And if somebody's going to be snippy at me, I'm going to be snippy right back. But it's like, I will do the responsible thing and be just as snippy back. Well, okay. When it doesn't, when it comes to my job, I definitely am nice to customers because you have to be. Yeah. And, um, you want them to have a good experience. But when it's like my day to day interaction, I'm like, dude. Don't even like don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. And so this is the thing is he was like, I because I texted him and I was like, I will try and you know rehome the dog. I'll try to resell it. And he's like, We're gonna need you to take that down. And I'm like, the I'm Facebook not gonna get yeah, the Facebook post. I'm like, I'm not gonna get bullied into taking down a Facebook post. And I told him no. And I said, This is the thing, is how am I supposed to like be reselling the dog without posting about it how would you like and I told him that I said how would you like me to do that mm-hmm. I was like and the thing too is he's like you know you said that you we wouldn't rehome it and I said well no 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 what I said was that you wouldn't at, you wouldn't get a refund I said um you know and because the, there were a lot of people on this Facebook post that were like can't believe the breeder doesn't do something after 24 hours and yada 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 and mm-hmm. anyway we ended up reselling the dog to somebody else and it ended up just being fine and it was I felt bad and I still just am like I wish I could have made it work for mm-hmm. my kids but in the future if we ever do get a dog I want to get a dog that's like already potty trained already like manners, like you know what I mean. Like, come he sit. Already has manners. He's like, <laughs> can I have some more kibble? <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, I just, I don't know. It won't be a rust decision, and you'll be prepared. Yeah, and I'll be more prepared. That's the thing. Is like, we still don't have any of our stuff, and I think that's like kind of what stressed me out too. Is the potty training and like, I don't know. Yeah, and plus, like. Okay. It- it's not just like, you know, my husband's in residency and and that's already stressful enough, but mm-hmm. I are I also work part-time. I you know, take care of my I stay at home with my boys. I'm in grad school. Like it's like I just have a lot on my plate already. Mm-hmm. And I wish obviously I looking back, I'm like, I should have just been done like yeah. not even gone through with it but live and, and learn baby yeah anyway it was it's hard because like but we did tell the boys like we were smart about it and told them that we were just babysitting the dog mm-hmm. and we ended up going to like build a bear the next day and buying them build a bears yeah 
And right. and Austin's like, when are we going to babysit another dog? I know, right? Yeah. But that's kind of my week. I mean, it wasn't super eventful. Just, yeah. We got all the Christmas crap down. Yep, yeah. we did. Yeah, that was... That was fun. And Bridget made Ryan take everything up to the attic for the for her. So yeah. shout out to Ryan for doing that. Yeah, shout out to Ryan for going into the attic. I because I'm not going to. <laughs> I don't know. But um well, anyway. May, I think we should go over what our New Year's t- say a couple of our New Year's resolutions or goals yeah. before we get into the um meat of our episode. Yeah, go Liz. What's some New Year's resolutions you are Okay. So mine that I thought of that I want to actually do are be better at laundry and putting it away the same day. Bridget's eyes just like bulged like, out of her head. I'm sure, I'm sure as Ryan's listening to this too, that his eyes just bulged out of his head. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so bad. It's just like my arch nemesis. And then number two, drink more water always. Um, and number three is cook more at home. Ooh, that's a good one. So those are my top three that I can, I feel like I can actually accomplish because I feel like it's unrealistic to um, set crazy things that I'm never like truly even going to do. But I think I can do those three. Dude, that TikTok thing of that girl laughing. And I sent it to you in a text. I know, which is funny. But then I saw on Erica's page page and I was like laughing so hard if anybody knows what I'm talking about it's this girl that's laughing and I don't know this is the thing is I don't have TikTok so how do I share it to my Instagram can you I'll I'll, I'll figure it out for you okay um because I want to share it because I thought it was so funny but it's this girl and she's laughing so hard and she's like if any of you put lose weight on your new year's resolutions like, she's like, I'm going to laugh at you so much because she's like, what is it? 2002. And we're like, she's like, just do something interesting. Like, mm-hmm. And it was funny because like, I feel like it's so true. Like, yeah. find something interesting about yourself other than like your weight loss journey, which yeah. if that is your true goal because it's like a health thing. Good for you. But if you're oh, like, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, but. Anyway, be your healthiest version, but it, it doesn't have to like always revolve around weight Wait. loss. You know? I think that's like kind of something that I've come to understand is like weight loss isn't just like it's more about, um, I don't know, it, you can lose weight in a roundabout way, like, you know, drinking more water, eating more greens, like, or I mean, eating more veggies, like. I feel like since having kids, I am more aware of the goals that I want. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want my kids to just focus on losing weight, like do something more attainable. I want to work out three times a week and not maybe work out because you want to lose weight, but maybe because you just want to feel better, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, But one, like my goals this year is I want to read 31 books. Okay. Cause I will be turning 31 and somebody had this goal and I thought, and I've done it every year for a while now. Like you read the amount of books that you're turning that year. Okay. Last year I fell short three books. Mm. So you should really read like 34 books so you can make up right. for last year. Yeah. Well, and I probably will, but it's like, I just, I had, I went through a dry spell of not reading anything. Yeah. And, School will do that too. Huh? School will do that to you. Yeah. You know, Uh, you should count your textbooks. (laughs) No. But, um, and then I want to be more intentional with my time and my, uh, like what I'm doing. I feel like sometimes we can become so wrapped up in our own lives and in our phones that we're not intentional with the people that we're with. Mm-hmm. And um, I think oh. like intentional and being less distracted by things. Yeah, that's a good goal. Um, and then my third one, geez, I don't know. 
I had these written down. Now I hold on. Let me look. Mm. Oh, um, this is more for like, I guess my spirituality, I think kind of has been thinking the last okay. two years. I don't know. It's just hard. And so I, I feel like for me, like I need to become more consistent or work at that more. I don't know. Okay. That's a good goal. Yeah. And, and whatever that looks like for you too, that can, yeah. I don't know. Okay, so today we have Katie on from FitBliss. She's one of the coaches that I've worked with like last, I don't know, two years-ish. Like something like this is 2020, right? Yeah, 2020. Isn't that yeah. crazy? That's like forever. It's like pandemic. Yeah, it is pandemic. Pandemic mm-hmm. times. Like, yeah, anyway, but so we've got Katie on. I was telling Bridget earlier today, I was like, Katie's legit my favorite coach from FitBliss. And so I was like, we have to have her on. So I even texted Stacy and Maddie like two months ago. And I was like, do you think Katie would do it? So it's been a while in the making. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. And I was so excited when you asked, um, you're like, I think you were like, hey, random weird question. I'm like, not random and weird. I love it. Let's do it. I'm so excited. Yeah. So. Well, we figured too, like, you know, everybody's, I don't know, like everybody's having their new year's resolutions. And one of them is always like weight loss, weight loss, fitness, weight loss, fitness, becoming stronger, any, all of the things. And so it was, it's kind of cool to like kickstart that. Well, and so this is what I just was thinking. Like I follow another fitness girl, like she's from Utah, not with FitBliss. And she always posts these things. It's like never miss a Monday. And I like, do not like really agree with that like mindset. Mm-hmm. And I feel like FitBliss kind of like aligns themselves with that too. A lot with like the coaches, like it's like, yeah, but also <laughs> listen to your body. And, and I think you're like a huge advocate for that kind of like thinking. So yeah. So I was like, we got to get Katie on and ask her these real questions. Yep. That's yeah. very aligned with how I operate. <laughs> Just kind of tell us a little bit about, um, like your background, like how you became a fitness coach. Um, and I guess too, like, how do you even become one or how long it takes? Like all of the things. Okay. You got it. We'll dive in. It's kind of like, I feel like my fitness coaching story is kind of a long story. Um, so I'll, I'll try and condense or just go for it and, um, uh, you can edit out what doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, okay. So I have always been into fitness in one way or another. Like I got my first gym membership in probably high school. It was like what I wanted for Christmas, mm-hmm. but I had no idea what I was doing. I was like going in like doing a couple bicep curls I'd hop on the treadmill and then be like, I guess that's it. And then mm-hmm. like leave right? And that was fine. It worked for then when I was 16 and 17. Um, and then let's see, let's fast forward to like 2016. Um, I had just finalized my very high conflict divorce and was like, Whoa, I actually can do what I, I, I want now. And I can do things for myself. Um, and I wanted to learn more about fitness and nutrition for myself so that I could be a healthier person. Um, Candidly, I, I had some aesthetic goals. I think a lot of us start there, right? And oh. um, so I decided to look into a personal training certificate. Um, and I started a self-study program through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, and I was working a receptionist job at the time at a construction company. So I'd like study during my downtime or on my lunch breaks. And I would go use the like an office gym during my lunch breaks as well. Um, then after I got certified, I was like, oh, I actually really like this. And I think I can make a job out of this because I I loved how strength training made me feel. And after years of mental health issues and abuse and neglect, it really was like the catalyst that empowered me to become the strongest, most confident version of myself. And I just wanted everyone else to have that. I wanted everyone else to experience that and um, feel what I was feeling. Um, and I wanted to be the person that I needed because I like to learn it all on my own yeah. and figure it out. And um, yeah, I just wanted to show other people how to do that. Um, but I was 
single mom at that time. And I still needed full-time income and benefits. So I stuck with my receptionist job and I just started training some of my coworkers in our little office gym every once in a while and just had fun with it. Like I was just training a couple of the other women in the gym, like once or twice a week, or we'd get together and do a workout at lunch. Um, then if we fast forward again to summer 2018, I, at that point had, I had left the construction job and I was working as a technical recruiter for another large company. I had just got engaged, um, to my sweet baby, Zach, <laughs> he's just the Zach. sweetest. Yeah. We're all big fans of Zach. <laughs> Um, so I'd been working at this company uh, for like a year as a recruiter and I hated it. I hated it so bad. And one day I came home from work. I'm in tears and Zach being the sweetest that he is, is like, Hey, quit your job. Like I, I hate seeing you crying all the time. You're going to work crying. You're coming home crying. Let's see what you can do with this fitness stuff. I believe in you and I've got you like, I'll take care of everything else. And he really gave me the space and uh, just just like the belief in me. He like really buoyed me up to be like, oh, I can do this. Mm -hmm. And I just dived right in. I started um, coaching a few clients online. I was personal training in a local gym, like a private gym here in Salt Lake for a little while. And then I decided I wanted to do a bikini competition. And so I competed in bikini in January of 2020 through, and then my coach was uh, Meg Forrest with Fitless Fitness. Then after competition, I loved competing, but I also loved Fitless and I loved the philosophies. I loved their coaching style. I loved the community that they had. And Annika and Lindsay, who are the co-founders of Fitless, approached me and were like, hey, we need more coaches. Do you want to come coach with us? And I was like, oh yeah, duh. Like this is the natural progression for my coaching business. Um, so I've been with Fitless as a coach since 2020. Um, so that's kind of like my history with personal training and coaching. So I guess since 2016, what's the math on that? So I guess I've been coaching for six, almost seven years now. Yeah. So it's been a while um, and a really weird version of it. I've kind of, I've been in gyms, I've been online, I've done small groups, um, all, all of that. So what's your favorite, like, do you like one-on-ones? Do you like the fit, like the group fitness? Like what's your favorite, like? Or do you even have one? Um, let's see. So I loved doing one-on-ones until I started coaching the Fitbliss Ladies Lift classes. That's like a small group personal training. So it's not like a big fitness class of like 15 to 20 people. You know, we have five to eight people. Um, and that's kind of become my favorite way, favorite in-person coaching experience. Um, because I feel like I can really develop a relationship with the clients in class and it's more personalized. Um, I can, can help keep people a little more safe rather than trying to manage like 20 people with a barbell. That would be kind of scary. Yeah. Um, so I've, I really love that. Um, and I do love online coaching because I can reach more people. Uh, like I can't go pers- do like 25, 30 personal training sessions in a week. Like that's just, Funny. there's not enough hours for me to do that, to drive to the gym and do all that. So it's, it's the online versus like in-person feels kind of like apples and oranges to me because it's same, but different. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I love the small groups. And I love like my online um, nutrition and personal training coaching that I do as well. Yeah. Um, Cause uh, Bridget doesn't, hasn't done like the fitless stuff at all. Like looked it into mm-hmm. it, but they do offer like the, the online versus coming in person thing. But like Actually, I don't even know this. On the online people, are is the programming the same as Ladies Lift? Um, it depends on the program you're choosing. So we have the Ladies Lift classes that are in person in Midvale at Big Mountain Barbell. And then we also have a lifting club. So it is the same program, but Ladies Lift is the in-person coached experience. Um, lifting club is kind of, you can think of it kind of like as a workout app subscription that, you know, the program changes every like four or five weeks. There's still the video instructions and you can track everything in your app. Um, you can also ask questions in the app if you need to like swap out an exercise and you still get form feedback when you submit videos to our form feedback group. So it's still like a coached experience. It's just not in person. And um, what's nice about the lifting club is it's, it, it's more accessible for people. And again, we can reach more people. Um, and it, it does help build community because we're all doing 
essentially the same program um, and connecting on that. Yeah. I was just saying, I'm just thinking, like thinking like, cause it's an online thing. There's that, what's, I think Kayla, um, it signs, well, I can't think what her, oh, yeah. what's like, what's her actual program called? Be, be, uh, I, I get know. them all confused. Is she the sweat app? What? Sweat. sweat. That's what it is. Yeah. Sweat. sweat. Yeah. yeah. There's a few others that do stuff and they have their own names and they're, they're not all the same, but like in my brain, I don't know. I just can't keep track yeah. of them. Well, so when I, this is like in 2016 and I was like, I need to get back into working out. And I, that's where I started was like the sweat app, but there's no feedback. Like that's just like, <laughs> here's the, here's the activity or the movement you're supposed to do. But I guess that's why I like about, that's what I really like about the FitBliss stuff is that you get like mm-hmm. real time feedback and anyway, it's great. Yeah. And like, not like a rag on other fitness apps. Cause I think they can be a really great place to start, mm-hmm. but that's, sometimes the the problem when we see like influencers on Instagram who got really fit and they decide to come out with a program. And I don't know if that's the case for, um, what's her name? Kayla. Like she, yeah. I'm pretty sure she's certified and has a great program. Yeah. Um, but it's not as custom, uh, you know, we're like our app, we can go in, there's an in-app chat. You can talk to a coach if there's like, Hey, my gym doesn't have this piece of equipment. What's a good alternative or, I have an ACL injury. I am not able to do X, Y, or Z yet. What's, how do I scale this back? Then a coach can respond and give you an alternative. Like I said, you can submit those videos. Like, here's me doing a squat. Do I need to add weight? Do I need to improve this or that? Or am I even doing this right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's what's really nice is there's that, like, almost like a bespoke experience with a fitness app subscription. So is this with the, um, the online people, like you're not paired up with somebody that like you can like regularly text? Um, For the lifting club, it is included in the lifting club. And so you don't have like a primary coach. When you submit your video, it is through a private Facebook group. And there's, we have a team of like four or five coaches who are submitting feedback, mm. but there is an option to do custom workout programming with a specific coach. So I have clients who do, um, little combination of things. They'll do like weekly nutrition coaching with me. They will also do custom workout programming. And I do a full program for them. That's, you know, with equipment they have available based on which goals they have. Um, And then they can also submit their videos directly to me. They can send me messages. And so I'm their primary coach. And so that the difference is, I mean, you have a primary coach, but then there's just a different fee for that different price point. So there's essentially a price point for anyone, which is nice. Do you have nutrition client people who do nutrition coaching with me, but then they're doing the subscription workouts. Yeah. When I started, that's what I did. I was doing, um, the nutrition stuff and then ladies left. So the in-person. So does Fitbus have an app? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause I've been doing, I don't know if you know, like Chris and Heidi Powell, well, I guess they're divorced now. So, but yeah, I know them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they have an app or I don't, so I don't know, like since they're divorced, like if she has anything to do with it, but, um, I have their app and I really liked it, but it's the same thing. Like you don't receive feedback or you should do the lifting club. I know it's like, it's tempting, man. <laughs> I know some people. Yeah. I followed them for like forever. Yeah. You know, since like, cause they used to do extreme weight mm-hmm. loss. Was it extreme weight loss? Yeah. Um, and I've always followed them. Like I've bought like a lot of his books and stuff. And anyway, like, and so when they came out with the app, I was like, sweet, but I've had the app. Like, I think I got like the lifetime, like access to the app, but I think you can get like personalized coaching. It's just more money, more money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. And, yeah. Okay. So Katie, what is your absolute favorite thing about coaching? Um, let's see. There's, there's a lot. Kind of, I kind of touched on it in the beginning. Like, I really think my favorite part is showing someone how strong they are and how that can translate into other areas of their lives. Like I've seen someone deadlift uh, twice their body weight and be like, whoa, if I can do this, that's super challenging. And I never thought I could do it. What else can I accomplish? And that's really cool. Like people are been like, oh, uh, maybe I can tackle this degree that I was considering going into and they go, I don't know, do the prep for the bar exam, <laughs> something like that. Or 
uh, on the other, I don't know, maybe this sounds sad, but someone will be like, oh, maybe I can leave this toxic relationship and they go get divorced. Not that I want to be a cause of divorce, but you know, if someone, someone's in a bad situation, I would like to empower them to um, advocate for themselves. You know, that's what I really love. Um, as far as as a job, I am able to work from an airplane. I can be in the kid's classroom when I need to. I can work from home. I really like being at home. <laughs> and so for on a personal level, it's it's afforded me a lifestyle that I have always wanted um, and an income to support my family. The flexibility of it is like I'm huge. Sure great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like then like your yeah. style of coaching is? Um, okay, so this is another thing that I like love talking about. So my side of coaching, it is evidence-based where, you know, I'm using the latest research to create both nutrition and training programs that are custom to the client's needs and goals. Just because science tells us, a, I don't know, a traumatic experience with one of those variables, or they may really hate doing this certain exercise. And even though this exercise is guaranteed to give you the best glutes, if they hate it, or maybe they have an injury that doesn't allow them to do that, it's not going to be the best for them. So there's a lot that goes into evidence-based coaching. Um, And I like to think that part of that is this factor of empathy. So I really coach from a place of empathy. um, And I want to know where client is coming from, where they're at now, and how I can meet them where they're at to better guide them to where they'd like to be. It's more than sets and reps and grams of protein or calories. It's creating this relationship of like genuinely caring for the person and trusting each other to create the best results in a way that's enjoyable for them Mm -hmm. so they can have physical and psychological benefits. Yeah, that's nice. Cause like, that's kind of going into like what I wanted to ask her. Oh, Just yeah. Like, yeah. Because so that's why it's interesting that you say that because so I like I used to be a lot like when in high school in middle school I was overweight and then in high school like I just lost it all like my senior year of high school. And I was really into working out like I did half marathons like I was really into weightlifting and all this stuff and so I never like since my senior year of high school up until I had my first baby like I never had weight like issues. weight issues but like mm-hmm. right before um well then well anyway I right before I like got pregnant with my first um I can't remember if I had just gotten on birth control or anyway I gained weight and it was like super hard for me to get it off. And so I, somebody that I know like um, had me was like, Hey, you should go to this um, person that I know she's my coach. And I think she was like running a discount because like she was trying to get her certification certification or something. I don't know. Anyway. And I went to her and obviously like, I don't know, you're kind of losing weight. Well, at least for me, like during that time, I placed a lot of emphasis on how I looked and Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know, it can be embarrassing. Like if you've, if people have known you for a major, like a long time that you look this certain way and then you go gain weight, it's like, it's just embarrassing. Anyway, this, this coach, she was just like, she was so rude. And, and she was like, just like said things that I didn't need to hear, like basically told me that I was fat. And I was like, you know, I don't know how like you telling me this is helpful and how it like makes me want to have you as my coach. And I ended up being like, yeah, this isn't going to work out because like, I know that maybe some coaches maybe come from like a place of tough love, but it was like, and I can take tough love. Like, I feel like I'm I don't get my feelings hurt very much, but it's like the way you present it. And I guess that kind of like led me to my question is like, how do you go about like changing a coach if it isn't working out for you? Or like, what are things that you think are like, um, are, oh my gosh, I can't even think of the word. Red flags? Yeah, red flags maybe in a, in a like in a coach. So first of all, I'm sorry you had that experience. That's not fun to hear those things. And I don't think that's a 
great like shame is never a very good motivator like hearing those words doesn't make me want to go hop on a treadmill it kind of makes me just want to cry like I would feel sad if that I don't that makes me sad um but if you know you're thinking about changing a coach there could be a lot of reasons there's so for let's start with like red flags um I would say I'm kind of touching on like that influencer stuff there's, there's actually no governing body. Like anyone can say they're a fitness coach. You don't have to have a certificate. So I would recommend looking into someone's education. Do they have a background in this and do they have experience? Not everyone's going to have like a ton of experience. Like I started out with not really any experience. Right. And I had a couple of people that trusted me and then would give testimonials. Um, so you, you can check for like testimonials and see if they, you know, how, what is, what was, what were past clients experiences like, and look into that. So education, past clients experience. Um, some coaches only coach for like a certain goal. Some people are strictly like fat loss coaches. And if you don't necessarily have a fat loss goal, or if you're like, I just want to feel good, then like that coach might not be for you depending on how, like, I don't know, for lack of a better word, they are. Like if they like the drill sergeant style style of coaching works for some people and some people love it and it works for them, but it's not for everyone. Um, so I guess where I'm going with that is kind of like, maybe ask yourself what style of coaching would work for you and look into this person. Like, I don't know, Instagram, their marketing messaging. Does it like resonate with you? Does it feel good to you? Um, that'd be something to look at. Uh, other red flags are, would be like if a coach, immediately wants you to dive into lowering calories, increasing cardio, doing something really intense right off the bat without understanding your background and um, what your experience is like, or, um, you know, potentially if they haven't looked at like your blood work, which we can touch on later. Um, cause not every coach does that and not everyone needs to do it, but, um, that's one thing to look at as far as like changing coaches. If you've started with a coach and then these red flags come up, it's always okay to advocate for yourself and speak up for yourself and say, I, you know, set those boundaries. Like I'm not cool with this. This isn't working for me. Um, you can, you can also just be really vague and say like, um, I, this isn't working for me. I'd like to like end my coaching with you. If there's a contract in place, you can usually work around that. You know, some people will be like, you got to pay me for the next three months. It's like, okay. Like sometimes it's worth it to get out of a bad situation. Just be like, I'll just pay you three months worth of coaching. I don't know. Um, I have had people leave or not coach with me anymore, I guess, um, for lots of reasons. And it's never personal. Um, I'm not for everyone and everyone's not for me and that's okay. So there have been instances where someone is not the right fit for me, or maybe I'm not the right fit for them. And we've had to have that discussion and they will cancel their coaching and I can recommend them to someone else. Sometimes it's like, Hey, I don't know if investing money into coaching is the right call for you. Maybe look into some therapy or some mental health help before you start this fitness goal. Um, sometimes people change their goal and they're like, I want to run a marathon. And that's not quite what I coach for. And we have to address that. And I can recommend another coach for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never personal. It still is as much as I like to develop a re- relationship with my clients, it still is business and that's fine when people leave. Um, so when, if you're in the client position and you're wanting to cancel coaching or move to a new coach, just remember it is still business. It's okay. It's not personal. Um, and you also get to protect your peace. That's a really good answer. I just was thinking of um, what you said earlier about like your style of coaching, like it comes from empathy. And I just know like when we've been in class, um, one of the things like, you know, it's a, it's like strength training, right? Like what we do like in ladies lift, you're like mm-hmm. trying to get stronger. And some weeks you have really freaking good weeks and you're like, oh my gosh, a new personal record. And then the next week you're like, can't even like pull the same stuff that you did the, the previous week. And Katie, will, I know you'll always be like, maybe you're on your period. Maybe you only got four hours of sleep last night. There's all these different like factors like to, to think about, because I think a lot of times, at least from what I see in like the fitness industry is like, you're always like, like going hard. And some days you kind of just have to like, you just like be realistic with like what you're showing up with that morning. 
Yeah. yeah, totally. Yep. And we like in how I coach and all of the FitBliss coaches, actually, uh, we are tracking a lot of data with our one-on-one coaching clients, like sleep and food intake and stress and hydration, um, tracking your cycle the best you can. And like I said, we, we do look at blood work. And so we'll see how different these different um, data points are correlating with one another, where, you know, if someone has a fat loss goal, maybe, and they have a spike in scale weight, we can look back and say, Hey, you didn't sleep very well. The last like three nights, you've had a lot of stress. This is likely not fat gain. It's just a spike in scale weight. There's internal inflammation probably happening. Maybe you're retaining some water and we can address those things and see how we can mitigate it for future. Um, or, you know, like you said, if the lift isn't kind of, isn't coming up quite as we thought, let's look back and say, oh, you know what? It was a really stressful week. And, uh, I actually didn't eat very much yesterday. And so of course I'm not feeling very strong or I'm in like the, the luteal phase of my cycle. And I tend to get a tummy ache during then. And then, so I kind of feel crappy. Like there's so much that goes into it. Um, there's also a side where, you know, sometimes like for myself, I have to get like really real with myself and be like, is it my period or am I being a baby? Cause I'm really good at like talking myself out of something like that's enough. So there's like a fine line. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was thinking, uh, not Stacy on bench. She's like, no, <laughs> yep. No, I'm done. <laughs> yep. Oh, so funny, dude. Um, I actually am like a little bit nervous. So I'm starting back January 9th. So I've got I'm it. so excited. And I'm like a little bit scared, dude, just because I've been gone for five months and I feel legit. My mom had me pick up her suitcase like three weeks ago. It was 40 pounds. I was like, this is so heavy. Like, I feel <laughs> like a little weakling now. So I'm nervous to come back and like, just like have be like five pounds. Like, like I can't even lift this. Anyway. That's okay. It'll, the strength does come back. Like muscle memory is a thing. Um, and it'll just take some time, but like you've, you've, gained strength before and you can gain it again and i've been waking up at 5 a.m already so i'm like ready to go (laughs) good i need to get back on that schedule because i've been out this week not working for the holidays off so what so this kind of goes actually with what we were talking about like seeing like you know you have off days or whatever so what if someone's not seeing results how do you address that like as a coach and how do, how would I, as like the client address that, if that makes sense? Um, so there's a few things going back to the data. We're going to look at all the data. Like maybe someone hasn't been quite as consistent as they thought they were. And we have to get kind of real with them. And that comes with empathy. Like I have to have some challenging conversations and sometimes that can be hard for me because sometimes it feels like conflict but it's not, it's like, okay, wait, if to be like, okay, this person's actually like paying me to get them results. So let's have the conversation like, Hey, Oh, I know you're frustrated with where you're at, but when we look at your data, like you haven't been hitting the calorie goal that we, I set for you consistently, or you have only trained once a week when we needed you to do that three times. And um, so we'll look at those things. Um, sometimes it's a matter of like adjusting the goal. Sometimes the goal isn't right. You know, if someone has a big fat loss goal, but they are in the final semester of school or they just had a baby or they're going through a breakup or they're doing a career change, the timing isn't right. Like there's stress and sleep and all these different factors that go into your health and they can impact your, your physical health and your results. So that's something that we also will look at. Um, once we've looked at the data, if we figure like, okay, maybe we just need to, for example, like maybe someone has that fat loss goal. It's like, maybe we do need to reduce calories a little bit because their metabolism has adjusted. Maybe we need to increase activity. Maybe we need to decrease activity and it shouldn't be as intense because their body's kind of resisting. Mm -hmm. And then additionally, we do require well, I require all of my competition prep clients and my fat loss clients to do a comprehensive uh, blood panel mm-hmm. before we even consider that fat loss phase. And I, then I highly recommend it for any other client. Um, then we can see what's happening on like a cellular level. We're looking at sex hormones, thyroid hormones, stress hormones, um, insulin resistance markers, a metabolic panel, and then like inflammation and other general 
like markers like vitamin D and a lipid panel and those kinds of things. Um, we have a contracted specialist who does a full analysis of this blood work mm -hmm. and they can provide lifestyle changes, supplement recommendations. And then if there is an issue with like sex hormones or sometimes thyroid hormones that aren't going to be fixed or I guess get better with those lifestyle supplement supplemental changes, then we can provide the education and language for the client to go talk to their doctor and maybe get the medication and prescription that they need. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something we do look at too. So if someone is like really stalling, um, it may be time to do some blood work mm -hmm. if we hadn't already and see what's going on. And almost always it's like, Oh, well, your cortisol levels are super high. Um, you're under a lot of stress or, um, for myself, there was one time I did a blood work panel and it's like, girl, drink some water. Like you were so dehydrated. Oh <laughs> it was like the simple fixes. Like I needed to like eat more vegetables and drink some water. And I was like, oh, duh. Okay. Basically a house plant at this point in life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With a lot of feelings. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot that we can look at. Um, lastly, I, I, like I mentioned, sometimes change of goal or sometimes it's like, hey, maybe you need to take a break from your fitness goal go get some therapy, or maybe you need to reprioritize some time with your family or travel. Um, that's also, also okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that answered the question. Yeah. There's a lot of things we can look at if someone's not seeing results. Um, if like you don't have a coach and you're not seeing the results, then maybe you do need to, um, have a look at what you're eating and adjust the ratio of your protein, fats, and carbs. Um, maybe you do need to increase activity. Maybe you need to lower the activity manage stress, sleep a little bit more, get some sunlight, those things. So I just was thinking, so about your, the, the panel, how often are they getting those tested? Is it um, like, most people are like once a year, uh, for like competitive athletes. I do it like two, sometimes three times a year. Um, some people will do it a little bit more. It's not really necessary to do more than like, like four times a year would be kind of a lot unless there was like another underlying health condition that the doctor was requiring that for um but like a few times a year yeah when I'm like while, while you're talking about I'm like should I get in should I do the, the nutrition coaching do I need this I don't know another time another discussion for another time. that's cool I don't know a lot of people like I, I mean obviously that's the thing is like I tried the coaching the one time and I was like oh you're scared to like get back into like finding a coach when yeah. you've had like an awful experience, but that's pretty cool about the blood work thing. I didn't know that you guys did that or, or that was a thing, you know, like yeah. I know that doctors do that, but I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. That's really cool. But even then, like I've gone to the doctor and it actually most of my clients, when they go to their doctor and say, Hey, I'd really like to look at my hormones. Cause I'm just kind of really tired and I don't feel like, I feel like something's off. And the doctor's like, well, you're young and healthy, like it's fine. Or they'll just run, um, like a thyroid panel, not understanding that, like, there's so many other things that you can run on a comprehensive panel that will impact your thyroid. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like where you're, you know, if your vitamin D is low, that can impact a lot of your other hormones as well. If cortisol is too high, that's impacting things. Um, so most doctors won't run a comprehensive panel and then like, the, like they, don't have the training in medical school to dive into like endocrinology. Um, and then insurance side, it's hard. They have to, a lot of the times to run a panel, they have to have a diagnosis, but they can't run a, do a diagnosis off of like, this person feels tired. <laughs> and so then like they have to pay for this whole thing out of pocket and it gets really expensive. And so, um, we use, um, it's called life extension and they sell like supplements and stuff, but then they also will run the lab order. And we just have our clients do it. So they buy the lab order from Life Extension. They can go get the blood draw at like a local local LabCorp. Um, and then LabCorp sends the results to Life Extension. Life Extension emails the full panel to the client. And then um, we can look at that uh, with the client and our, our specialists together. So that's kind of how that works. And we can get the full picture. Before I got pregnant, we were having a hard time getting pregnant. And I found mm -hmm. out I was like, I had PCOS and part of that's being insulin resistant. One of the things I have with mine is being mm -hmm. insulin resistant. And that like, you know, screws up your body like no other, like literally yeah. that's everything. So mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, my yeah. own struggles. Interesting. I didn't know. Um, Yeah, I guess too, like 
Are, is there any motto that you kind of live by with being a, a fitness coach? There's, there's kind of like a lot, right? Like I have a few things like that I would touch on, but I think the one thing that's come up a lot that I'm seeing with clients and like people in my Instagram DMs or just on Instagram in general are talking to friends with the season with like holidays and um, I don't know, kids in school and whatever life. This is a very busy time of life for a lot of people. And even like new years, like diving into a new year can be really busy. I have been telling a lot of people that fitness doesn't have to be the number one priority always. It's okay to deprioritize it and move family and experience and like your mental health up on your priority list. And you can come back to fitness at another time. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be all in all the time. It's not that black and white. So like, look at what is important to you and how you want to feel. Take it one day at a time. And like, that's okay. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. that. Yeah. Katie, you like, you're just my favorite dude. Like just, (laughs) yeah, you're, I don't know. I just, I appreciate like that like honesty and like real life perspective, because I think the issue a lot of times with fitness is the mentality of like, go hard all the time. Like never, the never miss a Monday thing. And that's just, just like, not, well, it's, it's just not like, real. Like people cannot do that all yeah. the time. Especially no. too. With like, you can't do that for the rest of your life. Yeah. No, it's not. Well, it's not like sustainable. Right. Like it's kind mm-hmm. of like, I don't know, like, you know, it's like somebody, well, this is actually like Chris, Chris Powell, like said this a while ago. And I thought it was like really interesting because somebody wrote him like on like an Instagram thing, like the stories and they were like, what's the best diet? Like, what's the best one that's like out there for me to lose weight? And he's like, the best diet is whatever one like works for you. Like exactly. the one you're going to do. Yeah. Like in one that's like, you're okay. able to like sustainable and stuff. So I think for me, like as a mom, like there are some days where, cause we have a, we have a gym like in our house. And so mm-hmm. we have like weights and like a bike and treadmill and like dark bar or I don't can't even speak right now, you know, like all the crap <laughs> basically. And, um, and it's like some days, like, I just don't have like the mental capacity to like go lift weight you know what I mean like I just yeah, have that, like, yeah, a screaming child all day and it's like and someone's been touching you yeah. all day like and, and you're just, just like I need I need me time but not me time like in the gym time yeah. like yep. I just need to like and it's it's like cool I just feel like at least for me like I'm more in a state of mind now where it's like I'm not gonna hate myself if I like don't do something today yeah that's Perfect. healthy bridge that's healthy. Yeah. I, I tell my clients all the time, like, and maybe, maybe I've mentioned this to you before Liz in class is your best effort is always going to be enough, but your best effort doesn't have to be maximum effort. It's what you can do given the circumstances it's best you've got in that moment. And if that means sometimes it's going to be going down to the gym and getting in a full workout. And sometimes your best effort is going to be like, walking outside and looking at the sun and then taking a sip of water. Like if that's the best you got that day, then that's going to be enough. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I like that. Um, so here's the one that I was like most interested in, like having you answer is, is there any like fitness myth that you would like to debunk? Um, Oh, there's so many that I just wish would go away. Mm -hmm. Um, and like surprising that are still around sometimes. I'm like, we're still, figuring this out people like what we're still doing cayenne pepper honey and uh water and like lemon yeah like we sorry um I think like the biggest like umbrella myth is I would say is food rules I'm not a fan of placing moral value on any food group we don't need to put kale on a pedestal and we don't need to demonize sugar food is just food it's fuel but it can also provide experience and there's culture and even joy and comfort. And that's okay. Um, it's, I don't even want to say like eating things in moderation because like, just that still implies that like certain things should be eaten in smaller amounts. Like it's, it's balanced, but it's also eating what's right for you and your goals and your culture and the experiences and you want to have and how you want to feel. Yeah. 
I like that. Yeah, me too. Well, because even too, like, I know people that are like, this has way too much, I don't know, like. My mom's all about, like, low-fat food. Mm -hmm. She was like, my cholesterol. I'm like, work out. (laughs) Yeah, and there's always going to be some new, like, rule, right? Like, in the 80s, I think it was, um, like, a like carnivore diet. Like, Mm -hmm. Atkins only. We're only eating meat. And then it was oh, but fat's bad. So we're going low, low fat and we're only eating, um, cod and asparagus, like, and then it's back to high fats. We're going keto, like all fat, fats and protein. And like, there's just not any one way. It also like locks out certain people. Like I've had, I've had a client, I actually did a consultation like a year ago with a client who was like, okay, can I still eat rice? Or no, it was, uh, I can't remember if it was rice or tortillas. They said, can I eat, um, can I still eat rice or tortillas? And I was like, yeah, yes, you can. And they're like, oh, it's a big part of my culture. My last coach wouldn't let me. I could only eat carbs in the form of vegetables and fruit. What? She's like, I, my family is from, I can't remember where she was from. Um, I think it was somewhere in South America, which like, it's a big part of my culture. And like, I love to eat with my family and my parents and I spend a lot of time with my mom and this is what she cooks for me. And I felt so bad that I kept having to say no to my mom when she would make me these things out of love. And I was like, no, please eat it. Like there may come a time where you have to consider eating less of it based depending on what your goal is, but like eat it, eat the rest of the door. Like I felt so bad. Mm, Poor girl. I know. It's it's probably the same coach I had. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I, yeah, because I remember, like, that lady, too, like, which is fine. I, obviously, like, I was having, like, a fat loss goal, but it was, like, eat four ounces of tuna on a rice cake. Like, who the hell eats this stuff? Like, like, I mean, it's fine. It's, it's just, like, I feel like, because I, well, I tried to do, anyway, it just was, I don't know. It was hard. Yeah. It was a lot, because I feel like you can still find other foods to eat that aren't just going to be me having like fish and a rice cracker a rice cracker and asparagus I don't know mm-hmm. and it's important to eat food that you like enjoy eating yeah. like yeah I need to eat more leafy greens but I I hate kale I hate smoothies so I'm not going to force myself to eat that I'm going to find those nutrients in other foods that I do like eating yeah. you know like I don't like like fish either you like sushi though Yes. I'm like, oh, I'll eat it if it's raw. What? Okay. I eat fish. I love sushi. Oh, I love fish. I I can do like salmon and I can do tuna, but like not very often. Also, like I we live in Utah. Like I live in a landlocked state. There's not not very good seafood around. So like I'm yeah, I'm gonna find those nutrients in other other places if I have to. Well, kind of like to wrap it up, I guess, you know, like we said at the beginning, a lot of people, I feel like at the very beginning of the year, it's definitely their time to look back and be like, hey, what could I do better on? And I feel like a lot of one of the top five goals of like every year, yeah, everybody's new year is something about health or fitness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess like going off of that, what is your, what's like your best advice for somebody that's going to be starting the new year with a goal like that? Um, so I have like three parts to this. If that's okay. First, I would say like master the basics, you know, eating vegetables, getting in enough protein, consistent exercise, sleep, stress management, sunlight, hydration, like basics one at a time, if you have to, um, addition, in addition to that, usually someone's like, oh, I need to eliminate sugar or I need to eliminate soda or eating out. Um, my advice would be to rather than think about what you can take away, think about what you can add in. So if you're like, I want to eat out less rather than saying, I'm only going to eat out once a month, just add in more home cooked meals. Say I'm going to cook at home four times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're like, I want to stop drinking soda rather than that. And like eliminating this thing to say, I'm going to drink more water. And typically when you add something in, that is a mm, positive habit, the ones that you're wanting to eliminate kind of fall away anyway. Mm-hmm. 
So that's part two. Lastly, when setting your goal, um, and this isn't an original idea of mine. I actually saw it on TikTok because of course I did. I have a degree from TikTok University, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, When you think about your goal for the year, think about, so first of all, write down like your goal, your biggest goal for the year. Um, It can be really audacious um, and grand and feel impossible. And then write down how you will feel when you reach that goal. How is that going to feel in your body? What does that look like? The feeling that you're, you will have when you, when you get there mm-hmm. and then write down the timeline that you expect to reach this goal by like the estimated date. Um, and then when you're looking at those things, when you're done, I want you to see that. And I want, I want people to understand that the goal isn't the goal. The goal is that feeling that you want to have when you reach that goal. And that timeline you wrote down is how long you're actually willing to take to get there. Mm-hmm. And then that can help you kind of route how you get to your goal. I like that. Really, we're really shooting for like, how do you want to feel? Cause some people are like, I have a goal to lose 10 pounds. When like the goal is really like, I want to feel confident mm-hmm. and I want to love myself. Mm-hmm. And then you can think like, Oh, I'm only giving myself a year to do that. Mm-hmm. Like that's not fair. And then you can kind of adjust from there. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Words of wisdom. Maybe that's what we should do on New Year's, right? Some goals and feelings and how we're going to get there. Like for real. Like I love that kind of stuff. So (laughs) like how you want to feel. That's how it is. Like that's really what it comes down to, especially with fitness goals. And like there can be things like I want to compete in another powerlifting competition this next year. But like really, I just want to like feel accomplished and I want to feel strong. Right. Well, thank you so much. It was so good to like talk all fitness things and I don't know get some viewpoints from yeah. you of course thanks yeah. so much for um, thinking of me and having me on I'm really happy to be here and I love chatting and making new friends oh, okay. <laughs> anyway thank you so much again we really appreciate it thanks guys see you soon Liz see you. okay bye see you bye see ya